Welcome back to The Stoop. I am your host, Mike Pernice. Today, stopping by The Stoop, I have Liz, Britta, and Michelle from U Nation, the stuff to do in Pittsburgh page. How are we doing tonight, ladies? Wonderful. Great. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, it's uh, You guys are a company that I've been wanting to have on now for a while, so I'm glad we were able to get this arranged. Um, so why don't we just start off tonight by introducing yourselves and you know just give me a brief description of your role at UNation. All right. Well, I can start off. Uh, my name's Liz, and my official title is the content lead, and I run the Instagram um, so basically what that means is I kind of just oversee all the content that comes out on our page, making sure everything is aligned on both of our platforms. Um, and then obviously over on our Instagram, uh, that's such a fun platform to run. So I usually take pictures, get content, um, all that fun stuff. And I am Britta. Um, so I actually was hired to be the Facebook lead. I was that for about a year and a half, so about a month ago. Now I am the media content lead. So I am in charge of all things video, um, YouTube, TikTok, IG Reels, things like that. Um, and then I also kind of jack of all trades. I'm also acting city guide lead, which is our blog platform. Um, so I write blogs, a couple blogs per month. And then I'm also in charge of the freelancers, making sure that they're writing, you know, everything that I want them to. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm Michelle. I took over Facebook for Britta and I'm the newest member of the team and uh, yeah, love Pittsburgh. I run the Facebook page and our Facebook group page, which is really kicking off, which I'm really excited about. Awesome guys. Awesome. So why don't you guys go ahead and just tell me, you know, exactly what you nation is and like the services that you provide and this link here between you nation and your page stuff to do in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so UNation um, is the company as a whole. Uh, we're an event promotion company. Um, and then each, we have 14 cities. So uh, there's 14 cities around the US and uh, more specifically, Pittsburgh is obviously us. And we are basically just here to promote the best things to do in Pittsburgh. Yeah, awesome. we also do businesses, events, basically anything that you want promoted we can promote <laughs> yeah and that's like i have worked with liz in the past in promoting you know my father's restaurant and then also um my first ever benefit concert which was a little over a year ago now um so i am familiar with your work and then i know you guys were just um busy doing the keller's promotion if i'm not mistaken as well correct Yes, the colors promotion, that was super fun. Um, you know, Devin was so nice to work with. He was like, gave us all this awesome content. Um, unfortunately, us three, like we were not able to attend, but looking at all the pictures, we had a couple people tag us and stuff and it just looked so fun. I know he has another event coming up, I think at the end of this month. So I'm gonna try to attend that one because it looks awesome. Yeah, balloons is definitely gonna be uh, an experience for sure. And, you know, it's nice to see too, just like, I always felt like this was something that was missing in Pittsburgh, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, the local news channel, you know, the Post-Gazette and then the city paper, I feel like they do a pretty decent job of covering everything that's going on. But I feel like you guys really like drill down and get like the really fine details that people miss, you know, such as like a church festival going on 
or um, a bakery doing like a buy one, like get one free promotion or, you know, people just like teaming up for some sort of event. I feel like you guys do like do a really good job of like um, making sure all the bases are covered. So how do you get, how do you accomplish that? How do you keep up to date with all these things that are happening? Um, honestly, it's just constantly being on social media, <laughs> checking Facebook event page. Um, if something, if we see an event on Instagram, even if it's on our personal pages, we'll screenshot that event and we'll send it to, um, we work online. So we'll put it on our online platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's all just, it's just the three of us working together at, in a collaborative space to ensure that we cover all aspects of all events, anything fun. Um, and yeah, the nice thing is too, with the, with the Facebook group, people will post their events in there. So we're mm-hmm. able to find out um, through that. And then a lot of the times we do get some DMs on Facebook and Instagram saying like, hey, this event's coming up. Would you guys mind putting it in the app? And we're like, yeah, sure. We'll put it in the app for you. Right. Now, does yeah. that now does that like come at a cost for people typically to promote their event? Or is this something that you guys do for free? Yeah, so we, everything, um, all the events that you see on our Facebook page, Instagram page, they are all promotions, which mean um, we do have a pricing sheet that, you know, we send over to our relationship manager. And from there, the conversation kind of goes back and forth and we work with what works best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, We work with their, you know, their budget. We make sure that it's everything that they want before they're spending their, you know, hard-earned money. So it does... um, cost money but to us how we see it is we think it's totally worth it because kind of just going off on what you were saying with the pittsburgh post gazette you know wpxi all that stuff they do a great job but we uh, as a company you nation we have a certain view and how we word things is just more we always like to say it's like you're talking to a friend we yeah. you know it's just like hey this is going on this weekend and there's this this and this happening and it's pretty cool and if you want to come down here's the info on it. Um, so everything that we do is really, I would say more like relaxed and Mm -hmm. um, that's how we like to keep our, our, you know, our word and our view and stuff, just really relaxed compared to maybe like some of the other things that, uh, people put out there. Yeah. It's definitely like a very, like kind of grassroots feel to it. Right. It's like very personable. Like, I feel like it's just, you guys, make yourselves welcoming to all those around you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I also feel like uh, we kind of not cater towards a younger audience, but we facilitate a younger audience. So with news stations and pa- papers, they usually facilitate towards older crowds. And so they won't cover a lot of ed- like events that are happening, like Colors 2.0. I don't think they would have ever picked that up. Yep, which that. is unfortunate because it's so cool. It's an art experience, not only just an immersive photography experience, it's art. So, yeah, for sure. And, you know, Michelle, that kind of leads into my next question is like, you know, who is your target audience and how are you utilizing like uh, data analytics to adjust your approach? So I can, uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> quick, but, yeah, just kind of going off of what Michelle said, our target audience, I mean, obviously we want everybody to look at our page, everybody to be involved. But um, once, you know, if we really get down and look at our like analytics and everything, um, we really target people between the ages of like 20 to 30. That's where we see a lot of our audience coming Mm -hmm. in. And um, 
you know, sometimes even I guess our next, uh, you know, analytics are even the like the 18 to 20. So it's really anywhere, you know, obviously the younger crowd. And just like Michelle said, that's um, honestly a lot of times like how we get our promotions is people reach out to us and they say, we see that you guys are targeting a younger crowd and we don't know how to target that crowd. Right. And I think it's also helpful too, that, you know, all of us are, you know, young. So we know, we know how to target that. And it's, it's fun. We love going out, taking pictures and making everything that we do look fun because it is fun. So, and I will say building off of that. So definitely the younger audience on Instagram but mm-hmm. we all know Facebook is a little bit of an older crowd. Um, so in general, the, the 21, 20 to 30 is like our generalized target audience. But over on Inst- Instagram and Facebook, we have to gear the, the content to fit those particular audience ages. Mm-hmm. Um, so Facebook is above 30 generally um with 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 you know who follows us so even if it's if it's like the colors 2.0 for example since we're just using that um you know we have to switch the wording a little bit we have to make it seem more enticing to these people that are above the age of 30 when in reality on instagram you can just make it super fun and super casual because that you know we have a younger crowd on there Um, but our our analytics really break it down for us we're able to see demographics per social media platform per our website like and we're also able to see their interests based off that too and that's kind of how we gear um, the content that we put out Um, and then we also ask a ton of questions especially in our Facebook group like we'll say hey guys you know we're gonna start writing some blogs what kind of Mm -hmm. topics do you want to see and we'll pull um, ideas from that as well Um, but in terms of the target audience the, the you, we also have to, yeah, consider the fact that people are a little bit older on Facebook. Some so, Karens, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what you're saying is it's not as easy as people might think it is where you just, you know, toggle over that blue button, right? And hit mm-hmm. share to Facebook as you're posting it on Instagram. We really have to like tailor it specifically to, again, the demographic that you are uh, receiving on the Facebook side of things. Yes, for Great. sure. Um, most times you'll see, unless it's a, a, you know, something like Picklesburg where, where it can span a wide age range, um, you'll usually see different captions, sometimes different pictures as well, just mm-hmm. because we know um, that the audience is different per platform. Gotcha. So talk to me a little bit about your brand strategy, right? So what has gone into, in terms of like the background, right, into the making of the brand that we see when we go on your page? Um, that definitely, I feel like is, it all stems from, you know, you nation, our company, they have a very specific way that they want their company to look and, you know, how they want to come across to everyone. So our entire, you know, company of you nation, we, we have weekly meetings with our whole company and we talk about what's working, what's not working and, um, you know, what works best in this city and what works best in this city. So basically from hearing what works with everyone else and how, as long as it aligns with our company and what they want to come across, that's really where a lot of things are stemmed from is what's working for this city and making sure it still aligns with how you nation looks as a whole. Right. For sure. And then, you know, just talking about like the continuing development of your page, like how do you continue to develop it and grow it and make it attractable to an ever-changing demographic? 
Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's so important to look at social media trends. And I think like something that most people, you know, don't really think about, like we mentioned before, oh yeah, a lot of people think we're just posting, you know, a picture on Instagram and that's it. You hit post and you don't look at it again and you just hope it does well. Right. It's so much more than that. You have to, we take every single one of our posts on Facebook and on Instagram and we analyze all of it. We look at the likes, we look at the engagement, we look at the link clicks, we look at even what filter we put on it. Is this, you know, is this filter not working for people, whatnot? So it's really important to, once you start posting and getting in that rhythm, um, take it, I look at what we post on Instagram and I think, okay, what post is working and what post isn't. And then the ones that aren't, I look at that and say, what can I do different? Like for example, food posts always do super well. People right. are big foodies on Instagram and I know Facebook too. I'm pretty sure food always is like a go-to everything <laughs> looks good when it comes to food. So basically just um, learning your audience and what they like. And then from each post, like take it from there for each post, how can you take what they like and put that a little in each post? Mm -hmm. Yes. And building off of that, a really important way for us to grow our pages um, is posting times. Believe it or not, like I know Liz and I were the first two employees in, in Pittsburgh. So we were the ones that had to figure out the, the what times like worked better um so for example i'm just going to say facebook since that's what i had the experience with if you posted at like a 3 p.m on monday on facebook it would get zero engagement well then you take a step back and you realize oh well people are at work they're not on their phones or maybe right. they're driving home so they're not on social media so if you push that post back to say five or six o'clock when people are getting home and sitting down at the and you know at their computers if people still do that. I'm sure most people just <laughs> scroll on their phone now. Um, post that same exact post that I would put up at 3 p.m. If I put it up at 5 p.m., how much better does it do? Well, it went and it got, it got you know, 25 more likes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because of the posting time. And then of course, if the more engagement that we get on the post, the more shares, um, the, more, the more eyes that are, are on our content, which turns into uh, hopefully followers, so. For it's sure. a whole big thing. I, I thought though, I, before I started working this job, I genuinely thought you just hit post and you kind of hoped hope. it worked. Um, yeah. Couldn't be further from the truth. It's like a whole science behind one single solitary post. Yeah. Also uh, the Facebook algorithm, like it does so many different things. So what works like two weeks ago may not work this week. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's crazy, but posting time is always pretty consistent. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. It That's looks like your Wi-Fi name or password has changed. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, that's something that, you know, I've kind of have learned too, right? Like running the running the page and everything for my company as well. It's like, you know, it's been a learning process. I didn't go to school for marketing or anything. So it was kind of like I threw myself into it, would send my post out and I'm like, shit, like no likes on this one. Are you kidding me? This was gold. And then yeah. you put out a post that it's like, uh, like I'm not expecting anything on this. And then that's the one you get all the likes on and mm -hmm. you're like, what in the world is going on here? But it's like, it's funny that you say that. Cause with, um, I handle my dad's, um, the restaurants page as well. And Liz, when I started using that Loomly, like you, like you suggested, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, 
puts in those targeted times that are best for you using your your insights which is like so clutch now like I've been seeing so much more engagement than I had in the past and I'm like I literally did nothing different other than I posted it at six o'clock instead of like four Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. posting times are so important like and Loomly is like such a great platform like that's what our company uses and Mm -hmm. it's so helpful but yeah I mean there's been times where we posted like we've had an awesome picture and I'm like oh this is going to do amazing and I was actually so excited to post about it and I post it and I'm like why is this only getting this many likes and then I'll try to post it like weeks later at a different time and it takes off so (laughs) yeah posting times are extremely important. So in terms of like the data measurables, right, such as like accounts reach, total followers, content interactions, right? Think about these terms. Uh, what is, in your guys' opinion, what is like the most important ones? Like give me your top three most important ones that you should be tracking you know, on a daily, weekly basis to justify, right, that you're heading in the right direction, that you're growing the page in the way that, you know, it needs to be growing. Um, Well, definitely for us, I think like one of our uh, big goals is link clicks because we, we take such pride and put so much work into our blogs. So every single post that we put out um, 98% of the time, it will link back to a blog. Mm -hmm. Um, So we always that for us as a company, that is our main goal is getting people to click on that link. Um, And So I think like that obviously depends on how well the picture looks, how, you know, great the caption is. Um, So right off the bat, like that's our most important thing to get people to click on that link. Um, Obviously followers, I think would be like our next, you know, the most important one for us because obviously the more followers you have, the more people are, you know, that see your content are gonna engage. Um, so I think right there, you know, those two are pretty important. I don't know if Britta, Michelle, if you guys want to go off on that at all. Yeah. Um, honestly, link clicks just as it's a, it's a company goal. Um, so that is for sure our biggest, um, uh, measurable that we like to, I guess, analytics, I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, it could be different for, from company to company, but for us, it's definitely link clicks. I also agree with followers being extremely important. And then the more, building off of that, the more followers that we have, I think the more trustworthy we become, right? So if they, right, they sure. click on our, our Instagram page and they say, oh man, these guys are at 20,000 followers, they must know their stuff, right? Yeah. So followers off the bat, good one. And then I will say for Facebook specifically, um, accounts reach in when I was still on Facebook lead is really important to me because that's the, the amount of eyes that are seeing each individual post. Mm-hmm. Obviously we can't force these people to click the follow button. Um, so, you know, they could see one of our posts and, you know, like it, but they don't have to follow us. Right. So as long as we have a decent amount of accounts reached, at least we know people are registering that we're a company that we exist. And then the more times um, that we can get our content in front of their eyes, eyes, the more likely they are to follow us. Um, so it's, it's five pieces of content. So if we can get our post in front of one person five times on that fifth time is when they'll like and follow our page. Um, so I, I think that that link clicks, followers and accounts reached are the most important. I was yeah I was gonna say impressions but that's pretty much the same thing as accounts reached but as as 
is the more you get it in front of people, the more they are like, oh, they continuously post. It's not like they post one week and then they're off for the next two months. It's okay. we are here every week consistently telling you what is good to do in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. And Michelle, you used a, a key word there, consistent, right? Yes. That's one big thing that, you know, I think everybody who gets into a situation where they're either managing someone's page or have a page of their own that they're managing uh, in whatever capacity it is, you know, consistency is definitely one of the biggest things that I've learned, especially too, um, through my time doing it, because, you know, you take these breaks, it's like, oh, you know, people just start forgetting about you. And then when you come back to that followers thing too, Liz, it's like, yes, like that followers, however many you have, I think like helps with the legitimacy factor, right? Like, okay, like they have 20,000 followers. People like, it's not like a, they're not looking at it. It's like, oh, okay, this is like fake or, you know I mean? There's no like negative perception, like the higher and higher that uh, like followers count grow. And also too, it helps when you get that 10K because then you can do the little, <laughs> swipe up on the stories i'm still pissed at instagram they don't exist anymore i know they don't exist there's their link taps link taps link, you... oh yeah that's right the link taps now oh uh, don't but... even get us started on link taps. <laughs> <laughs> you know but um just going off of what you said i feel like we should all take a shot every time one of us says going off of what you said <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> building but, off of that yeah <laughs> but going off of that um there, there you go michelle <laughs> <laughs> yeah there have been times i know when instagram was under 10k and uh because one of the most important things is building relationships with people and i would be reaching out to businesses and saying hey this is just a little paragraph just as simple as dming them saying this is what we do would love to you know collab would love to whatever and they I don't think they would really some people I don't think would take us seriously because they look on our page and they're like oh they have like 3,000 followers and they're like you know whatever right but I noticed that the more followers we get we're almost at 20k and we're growing fast and now all those businesses that I've reached out before are reaching back out to us <laughs> like do this <laughs> the problem we had too and sometimes I think we still might run into it not so much now that we're more established but a lot of the times these businesses thought that it was just Liz and I who were best friends just doing uh, it for fun they didn't okay. realize yeah. that you know this is a full-time job this is literally what we do every single day nine to five you know yeah, right. um so we've had that happen to us multiple times when when they're just like oh I thought you guys were just friends. We're like, no, this is an actual paying job. This is what we do. I've noticed the more followers that we get, the less we get those kinds of comments because I think it looks more legitimized. It looks like a mm -hmm. like an actual business. Um, but we, oh my gosh, we ran into that so much. All the time. Like, oh, we, we would go to promotions and, you know, our first couple of promotions, they'd be like, this is just so great that like you two are just best friends and started this page. And we're like, Oh no, no, no. Like we work for a real company. Like we have an ads team, we have multiple cities, but I mean, I think it's so lucky too, though. We all seem like best friends because we are, right. because we all get along, yeah. so well, which is like awesome. And that's like super important in the workplace. That too. And I feel like it makes it more appealing to as an outsider, right. Looking in is like, Oh, like, 
it's maybe not the vision right that the company wants put out there right they want to be you know noticed as a a legitimate company but the you know the two best friends three best friends you know hanging out going to the bar taking pictures like i don't know i think that's like for some people that might just be kind of an attraction in itself because it's like it's not a company it's very personalized you know what i mean yeah a huge if not the main reason what sets us apart from like other people is not only yes this is a company but like we have so much fun doing this job like we literally get paid to explore the city of Pittsburgh and eat food and drink cocktails and go to these events like it's seriously so much fun and like I think I can speak for all of us when I say that every single post we've put out promotion or not is like our true feeling about the restaurant, mm-hmm. about the event. Like it is seriously so fun. And all the food that we've, I don't think we've ever had like a bad food. Like everything, <laughs> every drink has been good. Every event has been so fun. Like, so it's, it's truthfully like just our, you know, our experience, but like, we're obviously just getting paid to do it. So it's yeah. fun. But I also yeah. think that helps our followers again trust us because Mm -hmm. they see us going through the experience ourselves and they can then put themselves in our shoes and say oh you know what I would really like that particular restaurant or oh you know what I'm really gonna love that festival let me go to it tomorrow um so and that's also what differentiates us from other event promotion companies in the city is like it's it's literally just three best friends hanging out every day having fun Whereas on, you know, other promotional companies, you know, you don't really see their faces. You don't know the names behind the posts. You don't, I mean, it could be anybody putting it out. Like it could be somebody living in a different state, just, you know, working remote. Um, But no, we live, we're boots on the ground. We're having fun and we're telling you directly about our experience. So you can take what you want from it and then hopefully go and have that same experience too. No, for sure. For sure. So talk to me guys, just a little bit about, you know, the promotional campaigns that you guys run for businesses here in the area and what ones have you found that uh, do better than others? Um, definitely. Cause I, I, so I used to be the relationship manager. I technically half still am, um, you know, me and another girl from the company are working together and we are actually in the works of hiring a relationship manager. So soon to be four on the team, but um, just from when I've been doing it, definitely any type of restaurant always does well. I know I mentioned that before, but like I said, food content works amazing. Um, And, you know, Pittsburgh is a huge foodie city and also uh, drinking. Pittsburgh has the most (laughs) bars per capita, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's what gets us that stat is, yeah. is East Carson Street. Yeah. <laughs> We're big drinkers. Um, so really anything that is like new, uh, new menu, you know, a fall menu or a seasonal menu or, mm-hmm. um, you know, anything that even has food involved. Like we did a promotion. I'm off the top of my head. I'm thinking Zone 28. We went to Zone 28. Yeah. And it was so fun. Um, it's like, a you know, Dave and Buster's type of thing, but we had food, we played games and even including that, you know, picture of the food that we had, like while we were there mm-hmm. made the post do so well. Cause people were like, wait, that looks delicious. And they're all playing games. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say, you know, food 
restaurants, uh, and especially also too that I'm thinking off the top of my head is small business. People love seeing mm-hmm. us support small business, like Pittsburgh mm-hmm. small business, people are all about it. So, you know, whatever we can do for those companies, um, you know, people are love to see it. So for a small business, such as a restaurant or a clothing boutique, which platform is going to serve them best? Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, every, considering all of the major pro, uh, platforms that are out there. If I'm, you know, a small business, clothing boutique, a restaurant, where are you pointing me to direct my efforts at first? I would, I would genuinely point to, um, to Facebook and Instagram. I will say that Pittsburgh does not have a Twitter and we do not have a Snapchat. So I cannot speak to those platforms. Um, but with, with Facebook, um, if they're obviously putting money behind the posts because, you know, we're promoting them, we have a system in place. Like this is a tried and true system um, where we can generate a very low CPC. So a, a low cost per click. Um, so we can get you a high reach, a high impressions for a very, very low price. Um, mm-hmm. That is through our established trusted community. Um, and then we have an ads team who works super hard behind the scenes to do tons of research so that we are targeting the, uh, the best possible people for your specific business. So if it is a clothing boutique, we have a, an audience already set for that. So somebody that's interested in shopping, you know, retail, clothes, trends, things of that nature, we have it set. We put that into the, to the, the ad and then off it goes and we get a low CPC. Um, and then over on Instagram, just boutiques, like that's the age group, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell, right. I'm going to say, let's, we, we don't necessarily have to put money behind that particular post on Instagram, but maybe we want to do a dark post instead because that's actually what does better on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, in feed ads don't do as well as dark post ads so maybe we'll say hey we'll do an in-feed post and we'll do this ig dark for you um you know for xyz amount of money and we'll get you more impressions from that um so it's definitely by business um you know some some businesses might not do as well on instagram as it would on facebook and we also like to cater our promotional packages to that specific business and to that specific business's budget right so if they present to us you know this is how much we can spend we'll look at it and we'll break it down and we'll say okay this is how we can get your highest possible return for this amount of money Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense i feel like i just word (laughs) actually like right now on facebook right now what's doing the best is barbecue barbecue is killing it right now which is awesome we love barbecue killing it um, and then hey, next up would we have be... a barbecue blog coming out <laughs> <laughs> and then plant shops too which i guess it's a, like a older generation thing but like when quarantine hit i became a plant mom and i have all the plants now so well that's it, funny. i definitely felt like it related to me so yeah. yeah that's funny that you say that michelle because a few months back um like probably six months ago now i did post something on Instagram um, for a plant shop. And I was like, oh, I don't know how well this is going to do, but like, I'm going to post about it. And it did amazing. And I was like, okay, we have plant Was, it, was yeah. it Ruby Flora? Was it that yes. one? Okay. Cause They're we, so cute. yeah, that's the cover photo for the plant shop blog that's doing well on Facebook right now. 
and she messaged us and she just absolutely adores everything we we did for her and that's also that right there is the most rewarding part about the job Mm -hmm. is when we you know we deliver what these clients want they see an increase in sales or patrons or whatever and they come and they tell us like hey thank you guys so much for this like it just it puts a smile on my face just thinking about it because like you you know you're genuinely helping somebody who truly deserves it like these small businesses 100% deserve absolutely all the attention that we could possibly give to them um so that is like the best part besides the food and like going to these (laughs) events like it's like helping people is just so rewarding we've we've had a couple um you know businesses that a couple months back that me and Britta worked with that messaged us after and we were able to literally watch their growth like they started with honestly like there were some that were like 200 followers they started with 500 we posted about them and they jumped up to like a thousand some followers and they messaged us and they were like seriously thank you thank you thank you so much like this is my small business this is my dream and you guys seriously you know helped me get my foot in the door and that's Mm -hmm. like to us regardless of anything that we do that's like the most rewarding thing is just knowing that we are seriously helping people because we seriously just want to tell everybody the best things to do in Pittsburgh and you know the best businesses to go to yeah I think it's also like, cause we want to gain the trust of our audience, but we also want to gain the trust of these businesses because we do go to these businesses. We do buy from these businesses. So we want them to be as involved as us. Right. You know, we want them to feel like they can reach out to us and ask for help if they, you know, they want to work with us. Mm-hmm. So it's gaining the trust of both our audience and the people we work with. Yeah. And again, and I think it kind of goes back to that whole like community perception of, you know, you three girls being like best friends again, just like, you know, from the city, eat, live, breathe Pittsburgh. Right. So I feel like, again, it just kind of makes it easier to reach out to you guys and uh, for businesses. I feel like, you know, yeah, the, the total followers, you know, as it keeps growing does help with the legitimacy, but I think overall, just like as people start to hear about, you know, these stories that you guys have just told me now, as people start to find out more and more about them, I think it's just going to play even uh, better dividends for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) So I have one final question for you guys tonight. Well, actually two. So first one is tips and tricks for social media algorithms. What do you have for me? Uh, I can speak to Facebook real quick. Um, Literally read about it every (laughs) single week because Facebook, oh man, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg has them change the algorithm every single day. So it is constantly changing. But the nice thing is, is that there are numerous platforms and resources. Quite literally, if you just Google like Facebook algorithm update, a bunch of links will come up with the new updates. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just important that every single week you read about it. Um, And then also truthfully, um, analyze Facebook's rules. Like, so what to do and what not to do um, from a business account. Um, Because if, if, for example, off the top of my head, um, giveaways. Facebook has strict rules with giveaways. If you write the word giveaway in the post, the algorithm will pick it up and bury it. So nobody will see that post whatsoever. So it don't, I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why it happens, but that's just what it does. So, you know, if, when you're, when you're reading about that, you think, okay, well, what can I do to switch that? 
just change the wording. So we had a giveaway go up um, actually on Monday and it says um, your chance to win. So it doesn't straight up say giveaway, but right. it, it leaves, it leads to that, you know, idea. Um, so thoroughly read their roles and follow them or else your post will get buried. Um, and then, like I said, I, it's hard to give a tip and a trick um, because it changes so quickly um, mm-hmm. and so frequently. But as long as you're staying up to date on it every week, um, you should be fine. And then it all just comes down to posting times. I it, swear by those post. posting times. I swear. I <laughs> swear. I, I, oh my gosh. It's so crazy. It's so crazy how <laughs> one hour can make a difference. But when you find a posting time that works, stick with it. <laughs> um, jumping to Instagram, I think um, it's kind of, you know, similar to Facebook. It's all about the posting times um, and just making sure that as funny as it is, but pictures are so important. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. people are, they just look at that picture and if it doesn't look like aesthetically pleasing or if it's not colorful or if it's dull they'll scroll so I think you know no matter what it is really try to make sure that you're getting the best picture and it sounds funny but like literally try to get it in good lighting um you know buy a little phone they have those little phone ring lights that like stick to the front of your phone buy one of those for like five bucks at five below like as long as the picture you know you're and it's funny too. I get a lot of my inspiration from Pinterest. If you, I scroll through Pinterest all the time, but (laughs) there's so many photos that just look so I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so cute. So a lot of my inspiration comes from Pinterest and I just try to, uh, like, you know, essentially copy or get my inspiration from just what people do. Um, so, you know, as long as the picture is, looking good and you know the caption a lot of people don't like to read long captions so mm-hmm. try to make it short and sweet and get to the point um and then you know those posting times are super super important another yeah. good thing on both sorry to cut you off but no, go for another it. good thing on both <laughs> platforms is hashtags um so you don't want the key is you don't want to overuse hashtags because too many actually will again bury your post in the algorithm. Um, but if you, if you throw in, I would recommend on Facebook two or three, um, something super general, like if it's hashtag foodie, like we're just going to talk about food this whole podcast, but, um, you know, hashtag foodie, it has on Instagram and Facebook, it has over a million posts. Well, that right there gets your post to that particular page. Right. So, um, just do the research and, and use the hashtags that have the most posts to them. Like I know if you search on Instagram, it can, it will show you like, you know, right. 1000 posts or like, you know, 1 million. Um, so try to use the ones that have like the most amount of, of posts with them. Um, but that is just a quick and easy way to get your post in front of more people. Yeah. Um, I was going to say too, if you're typing in hashtags on Instagram, a lot of times it'll say, so-and-so follows this hashtag because you can follow hashtags on Instagram. So if you're seeing that, you know, people are following this, this hashtag, use that hashtag um, and, you know, use as many hashtags as you can. But I always try to make it Pittsburgh specific. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even if it is about like a food content, I'll put in hashtag uh, like off the top of my head, PGH foodie, Mm -hmm. big hashtag. People love that one. Yeah, that's um, like one of the ones I use at the restaurant. Yeah. like Pittsburgh foodie, Pittsburgh vegan, Pittsburgh yeah. restaurant. Like I try to tailor it 
as much because Britta and I don't know if this also applies to Instagram as well, but if you use the ones that have, let's say like a million plus posts in them, doesn't that decrease the amount of time then that your post is like relevant? Like the. Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, there is what, what I was told. Cause I, I was a, a film major in college. So um, <laughs> Um, but what I was told was to use a good mix of both. So you want to okay. put like one or two that have, a, you know, a million or, a, you know, a, whatever. And then you can use the rest of them to to fill those like hyper-focus groups. So Pittsburgh gotcha. Vegan or Pittsburgh Foodie or something like that. Um, I, I can't speak to Instagram, but I just know on Facebook, if you use a good, like one really big one and then mm-hmm. like two hyper-focused ones, uh, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, I also will say this is the last tip that I'm thinking of too, uh, that reminded me never underestimate the value of literally just engaging, um, on Instagram, the more you engage, the more your post will show up on the top of people's timelines. So if you're commenting, literally just liking and commenting on photos or reacting to people's stories, your post will show up on their timeline. Um, more and more. So the more you interact with them, the higher your post will be. So, uh, I mean, I know for all platforms, we like literally one of our tasks to do is just sit down and just scroll through our social media feed so we can Mm -hmm. get in the, um, in the feed. Yeah. It's the same on Facebook too. The more you engage, um, the higher you are up in the algorithm. And also like the more you engage with these businesses, the more they see your content and they're like, oh, look, I want to work with them. They are doing a great job with X, Y, and Z. They'll do a great job with my X, Y, and Z too. Right. For so. sure. So, And plus I really love commenting on these little small businesses <laughs> posts because they are just adorable. They love puns and I love puns. <laughs> so the last question I have for you ladies tonight is just, and you kind of touched on it already, but what are some like tips that you have for making some aesthetically pleasing content that will get results? Liz? Yeah, yeah Liz. <laughs> um, yeah, most, that's like a huge question I get actually. Uh, for most of our promotions, um, I mean, we all take pictures, but for a lot of them, uh, it's usually me taking them. And actually the businesses will ask me, how do you take such good photos? Like, where do you have a professional camera or what are you using? Well, one, I'm using a good old fashioned iPhone. So <laughs> shout out to Apple. But um, literally, I know, like I said before, just from me being on social media all the time, I see what does best and, you know, what doesn't do good. Um, I follow a lot of foodie accounts uh, in general, even on my personal page, I do. So I'm looking at what they post and how they're making their photos look. And they're almost 99% of the time they're using bright filters, um, you know, and half the time they're not taking pictures of like, oh, a salad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Salad can be beautiful, (laughs) but they're taking pictures of, you know, these awesome sandwiches or it's them in the photos too. A lot of times photos will do better when there's people in them. If you can see us enjoying it, Mm -hmm. whether that be at a boutique, at an event, eating the food. Um, so it's really just, you know, like, I feel like we keep saying, do your research, do your research, but the more that you go on 
that platform that you want to perform well, the more you're going to see what other people do and the more you're going to see, okay, that does well, that does well. Um, I mean, I also have a huge passion for photography in general. In high school, I was doing the yearbook and, uh, you know, I took pictures and that's something that I've always loved. So obviously that helps, but just doing your research and seeing what does best um, and even practicing on your platform. Like once you start taking those photos, post them and post multiple times a day. Don't just post once a day, post multiple and see, okay, this time's working well, this picture is working well, um, and then take it from there. Yeah. And then speaking to the video side of things, since that's, that's my forte, um, to make things aesthetically, it's very similar to photography, right? So you want to have good lighting, you want to have a great subject matter. Um, but you know, you want to have a fantastic cover photo. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people might forget. Um, even if it's an IG reel, you're going to have, a, you're going to have a cover photo, right? right? So actually make a dedicated, like whether it's a task in your mind or you write it down, but say like, take good cover photo. Like I know the girls and I were out filming on Monday and I was like, girls, stop what we're doing. We're taking this cover photo. So otherwise, <laughs> if you don't have it, then you're kind of like, you're kind of screwed. You might have to take a screenshot of the video and that's like never, you know, clear. It's always a little right. bit blurry. Um, so having a solid cover photo is super important. Um, keeping it light and bright, make, making sure it's in focus. Um, and then, yeah, follow these other accounts, follow these inspo accounts. It doesn't, they don't even have to be necessarily from Pittsburgh. Like if you are, if you really want to, I don't know, start taking pictures of dogs, literally follow a dog account and see what happens. Right. Um, right. Because that's where you're going to get your, you know, your inspo. You can get a feel for what generally works for them. So you can see what works for you. And then you can kind of, once you get more comfortable with that, you can start experimenting and doing your own things. Um, but yeah, it's, it all comes down to research. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, ladies, thank you so much again for stopping by the stoop tonight. So why don't you guys go ahead and give yourselves a shout out. That way people know where to find you uh, and you nation. All right. Be sure to follow us at Stuff to Do in Pittsburgh on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to join our Facebook group too. And then keep an eye out for TikTok because that will be our next up and coming platform. Thanks to Britta. Subscribe to YouTube too. Don't forget about YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, again, thank you so much again for stopping by the soup tonight. I greatly appreciate all the information you've given us, all the tips and the tricks. So people, please make sure to go ahead and utilize them for yourself and let them know how they work. So again, this is your host, Mike Pernice, signing off from Stoop. Make sure to tune into our website to check out all recent episodes and to stay up to date on everything that we have going on here.